Hello there. So glad you could come along. I put a spell on you. Grid is live. Initiate light cycle battle. Welcome, foolish mortals. For a safe trip, remain seated, keeping your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the cabin. Be sure to watch your children, and no smoking, please. Welcome to the Pirates and Princesses podcast. We're a different kind of Disney podcast. We do it our way. We talk about Disney parks, Disney movies, TV, video games. Anything Disney. I'm your host, Tom Pratt. And I'm your other host, Cambria Pratt. Hey guys, welcome back to Pirates and Princesses. This is our third episode of version 2.0. Yes. Three episodes in a row. Can you imagine that? Let's hope we can keep doing it. Let's hope we can keep doing it. So we got lots of Disney and Universal news for you today. Uh, I don't even know where to start. We're going to start with the recent reveal from the Wall Street Journal that there was a lot of drama going on behind the scenes when Bob Iger left and Bob Chapek took over and then Bob Chapek came, or Bob Chapek left and Bob Iger took over. What? Drama? It's almost like the CW or Freeform. Oh my God. Well, they own they own Freeform. So. That's what I know. That's yeah, why I made yeah. that joke. It's like, I was calling it Dirty Little Liars instead of Pray Little Liars. So basically, I'm just going to skim over what happened, but we know that like apparently when Bob Chapek was put in charge and Bob Iger was moved to the, was the chairman of the board or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, Iger was still having meetings with the underlings of Chapek, but not inviting Chapek to the meetings. Yeah, that's not normal. According to the Wall Street Journal, um, Iger, then still under contract as executive chairman, didn't move out of the office he kept at Disney's headquarters in Burbank. He called strategy meetings with Mr. Chapek's underlings without inviting the new CEO. And Mr. Chapek told friends that Mr. Iger's attitude seemed to be, they work for me, not you. Uh-huh. But that allegedly must have been true because apparently the whole time they were running to Bob Iger every time anybody got a fart caught cross- crosswise. Yeah, so this this kind of lines up with what we saw when we had the changing of the Bobs in uh, February of 2020 where they both looked like deer in the headlights. It didn't seem like it was something that was discussed at length. It seemed like it was kind of uh, a decision that was out of their hands. Um, you know, we'll we'll probably never know exactly what went on, but so, I know Iger dawdled for years about you know naming a successor, and mm-hmm. a lot of his successors got frustrated and went and started their own companies right. and went someplace else. So Bob is the new Bob. Yes. Um, yeah, and then apparently McCarthy was Christy McCarthy, the CFO, was instrumental in getting Chapek removed, but it was. It was more than we initially thought. We thought that she just went to the board, you know, president and complained, board chairman or whatever complained. No, no, no. No, apparently she went to Iger first, asked him if he would come back, then went to the board president and said, hey, Iger will come back, and then they fired Chapek. Yeah, so the understanding is she was basically the right-hand henchwoman of of Bob Iger, Mm -hmm. and uh, she wants the boss back in. I think she has her eye. There have been multiple news outlets that said she has her eye on being the CEO of Disney, and probably if she gets Iger back in, she can manipulate to get what she wants. Well, I guess what the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, was Mm. that she wasn't getting along with Chapek, because Chapek was mad at her for like a summer board meeting where she didn't Tell him the numbers she was going to present until she presented them. Yeah. And then later on, he ca- he kicked he didn't like let her know about 
Uh, his meetings said, by October, relations between Ms. McCarthy and Mr. Chapek were so frayed that he didn't include her in a board meeting. He also told executives that she had lost focus, was distracted by her husband's ailing health, and had become unstable. <laughs> unstable. And then the people that heard this, Disney directors, went and told her that he said it. Bob, Bob Chapek thinks you're unstable. Are you unstable? Because your husband's sick, which is because, awful. Which, yeah, I mean, it's awful. It happens, you know. Uh, speaking of sick husbands, remember the Disney whistleblower, her husband? Yeah, he killed himself over uh, it. Over Disney's lawyers harassing, yeah. But, yeah. You know. So, I mean, this whole situation has been absolutely insane. But it's much worse <laughs> than we all thought. And it is like a bad episode um, of the CW. And this is out on the Wall Street Journal. Uh, again, I think... There's going to be a, a tell-all or a movie or something, you know, years down the road that'll have the whole drama because it is such a high-profile. I mean, this whole thing has been horrible. I mean, you look at you look at the start; it just it, it's just been so poorly mismanaged. Disney goes from being like the top entertainment company in the country, possibly the world, and and um, you know, just like mistake after mistake after mistake. And uh, here we are. Well, I mean, they, a lot of the problems the company has were honestly because of Bob Iger. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm not thinking Bob Chapek's anything glorious by any means. I mean, no. I guess McCarthy was also upset about the rumors that he wanted to, you know, take money from, like, he would take a show that was slated for Disney Plus, take money from the budget for Disney Channel, run Disney Channel first, and then say it was for that, then put on Disney Plus. And there was like some money shuffling going on. Yeah, yeah. But I guess she wasn't happy about that either. But I got the, I got the name of the movie. The, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow after we get rid of Bob. Yeah, you could actually you could set that to music too. Yeah. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow after we get, get rid, rid of, of Bob. Bob. <laughs> Specify which Bob. Well, it depends. The I mean, like another like year might be that they want the other Bob gone too. So that was the first thing we're going to talk about because that was just utterly ridiculous. You can go to the Wall Street Journal and see the article on it. I also have an article um, covering it on Pirates and Princesses. So you can go out there and see it as well. Um, that was the first thing we're going to talk about. The next thing is, I have to talk about this because it's too funny. So Disney has added a new courtesy policy and attire policy to the Walt Disney World website. What? Okay. So you know how people keep doing things like getting in fights and jumping? Because we're usually over line jumping, which if you've yeah. been to the parks, it's a problem. I yeah. mean, let's not lie. I'm not talking about people who maybe their kid has to go to the bathroom. I'm talking about people like, you know, three people will be holding a place in line and there will be a group of 10 people cutting through the line to get to their party because yeah. they rode something else. And then they, and that causes fights or people getting off of like a ride to go get a cucumber from living with the land yeah. or, you know, that kind of stuff. So there's been a guest courtesy policy added and an attire policy because there's been a trend on TikTok where people, well, mostly women, will, <laughs> will show up in like a denim thong or like a, basically like two triangles with strings attached at the top because they're trying to get a free T-shirt. From Disney because they oh, they'll, they'll, they'll tell them to the cover, cover up. up. And so right. they were getting some of them were getting free T-shirts. Now they're turning them away, but they were telling them they get a free T-shirt. So people were actually trying to see out what they get away with to get a free shirt, um, because you know they assumed when people said they wanted to see the drip, they meant something else. Oh God! Oh, I just, I just. Oh, so now it's gotten so bad. It's the dull whip. It's the dull whip. There is a new. There are new policies here. So here are the policies. Um, okay. 
my God. Proper attire, including shoes and shirts, must be worn at all times. Clothing that drags on the ground is prohibited in the theme parks and water parks. Clothing with multiple layers is subject to search. We reserve the right to deny admission to or remove any person wearing attire that we consider inappropriate or attire that could detract from the experience of other guests. Like if your ass cheeks are hanging out. <laughs> Visible tattoos that could be considered inappropriate, such as those containing objectionable language or designs, are not permitted. There are specific costume guidelines for special events like the Halloween parties, mm. run Disney, etc. And then they're talking about costumes can't be worn anybody, anybody under 14. Right. Well, going back to the tattoo thing, though, didn't they just allow their cast members to have, like, whatever tattoos they wanted? They could, but I think it has to be within the same guidelines. Like, if there's something okay. objectionable, they have to cover it. So, like, you can't have, like, swastikas on your neck or something. No, but like, if you, you have, like, be... if you have, like, a, you know, Mickey Mouse, something on your wrist, you're allowed to show it. Okay, okay. You know, if gotcha. it meets the guidelines. Um, masks may not be worn by guests age 14 or older unless for medical reasons. When worn by younger guests, they may not cover the entire face and must provide an unobstructed peripheral vision at all times. Please show common courtesy to fellow guests and our cast members by not using profanity or engaging in unsafe, illegal, disruptive, or offensive behavior, jumping lines, what? or saving places and lines for others. But how are you going to get to ride everything in one day if you don't jump line or say, hey, I have to get back with my party because I went to the bathroom, even though there is no party. You just yeah, you know, you line. how are you supposed to do that? Um, or pretend you don't speak English and then, you know. <laughs> For your safety and the safety of others, please refrain. I can hear, you can hear that in your head, can't you? For your safety and the safety of others, please refrain from running except in designated areas. Now, here, let's look at these. Um, okay, jumping lines. We've all been there. We've all been in line, and then the people come shoving past you. They step on you. You have to move. And sometimes like, it is somebody who like, legitimately had to go to the bathroom or something. That's, I think most people are understanding about that. It's when you have entire groups saving places in line. The last time we were there, we were going to go on um, Rise of the Resistance, mm -hmm. and we were coming up on the line. And we were all together in our group who was going in. The person in front of it, the line was somebody else saying that we'll get in line and wait for them. And the person, the cast member said, do not get in line unless your entire party is there. Because people were running ahead, and the people who wanted to stroll, stroll, and then, then they, they cut line, but it was causing issues. Um, so they're trying to stop that. I love the part about uh, don't run, because when they do rope drop, everybody runs. And yeah. what, Tell them the story about the little girl. Uh, yeah, well, we have multiple stories about rope, rope drop and, and running. Um, one in uh, Pandora. Well, they're both It was the same day. Was it the same day? I think it was the same day. Okay, so Pinky Boo, when we first uh, went to, I think it was the first time we took her to go to Flight of Passage, uh, she got hit with a woman with a, was it a stroller? No, that was actually, we, we were waiting in line at the rope drop, and um, well, we were waiting there to go up to the rope, and we were standing, we were walking along, and this woman was, was jogging with the stroller, and she hit actually our son, and he fell into oh, his sister. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he hit. And yeah, then she fell to the and ground, and then smashed. His sunglasses broke. His sunglasses broke. broke. Her phone got broke. She got cut up really bad. But I, she was so mad at me because she thought I didn't care because I just grabbed her and she ran, her and ran. <laughs> for the line. But I mean, oh, not no. literally running. I was walking very quickly. I knew not to run. But here's the reason. The reason I, I grabbed her and drug her along instead of taking care of her cuts was because if we had stayed where we were, we would have got trampled to death. She would have gotten trampled. Yeah, this was... um. I think just was it a couple of weeks after Pandora opened. I think it was 
It was not long after. Yeah, so people were still, like, running for... for... They still run now. Yeah. And they were, like... So we didn't want her to get trampled. So I, like, was kind of dragging her along because I couldn't really pick her up and carry her. Um, I was dragging her as fast as I could, and she's crying the whole time, and I felt awful about it. But if I left her there and tried to bend over to take care of her there, she would have gotten trampled. So we basically got her to where the line was for the next... For the rope drop. Yes. And um, we got there. I got her cleaned up and bandaged while we were waiting. Okay. No, the irony was... Um, this, this, on this trip, because it was two different trips. On this trip, we were going to, her and I weren't even going to ride it, I don't think. You and you and Squid King were. Yeah. So we got trampled for no reason. And then when it started to move, um, you you had the line. The second time we were going to do the Flight of Passage, it was right after it opened. And we had a fast passport. We had tour guide that day. So we were going to get to ride it. We knew we were. And we were going to go to Satuli Canteen because um, we wanted to check it out. And we had to do food review anyway. So we were actually not even going to go ride that ride. And we were just trying to get to the restaurant. And that was when the girl. Yeah, there was a girl behind me. I think she thought we were going to cut her off or something. No, she, no, she was trying to cut you off. Or she was trying she to, was cut trying me to run yeah, in front of you. She, there was, so there's a little you know area with the, the planner. And the and she tried to get around me, and she actually tripped and fell like face first on the concrete. And got hurt really bad. And then just kind of walked over. <laughs> yeah, kept, like, yeah, yeah over. people kept stepping over, but you were there until they had someone come over. Yeah, I felt really bad because, but she was trying to get around me, and she was jumping up on the planter to try to on get the to in get front of me, you, yeah. thinking and you were going to fly the passage. Yeah, she did a face plant. Her parents, probably, I mean, honestly, her parents probably told her to do it. Like, get get around those guys. They're going too slow. And probably, yeah, but yeah, she got hurt. It's just, the running is just a big problem. I think we've all seen it. Yeah. Anyway, so then they're talking about uh, guests using the pools, spas, fitness centers, or other Disney Resort hotel facilities must also adhere to the rules. Quiet hours at the resort hotels and Galaxy's or Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser are from 11 p.m. to 7, so apparently that must be a problem. Mm-hmm. And then this one was interesting. Guests must vacate their Disney Resort hotel rooms and Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser accommodations at the end of their stay and on a date and time set forth of their reservation confirmation. So what's what's going on there? People, People are, aren't leaving. They're apparently. not leaving. They're hang- Well, they probably figured I paid $6,000. I'm going to stay as long as I want to stay. What well, happens on the cruise ships, though, too? They basically have to like throw you off the ship mm-hmm. they try to you know they tell they you know uh, uh people disembark in waves or whatever but a lot of people just hang out until the very end you know and but they pretty much are like get the hell off the boat you're done we're mm-hmm. done we're done with the cruise you're done get off the go boat. go go home now go home so that was i thought that was interesting that they added these things that it's gotten so bad that now they're actually making it part of their policy guidelines uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. So no more showing up to the parks in like you know pasties and saying I need a sh- I need a shirt. So um, where's the, hard- the hidden Mickey kids? There goes my plans for next summer. Um, so Your plans. <laughs> there goes there goes Tom's plans for next summer. Yeah, I'm gonna put. I'm going to put Goofy's face where the sun don't shine, and I'm going to ask people to get Goofy. And, to get, and to get, then you get free hashtag, pants. Hashtag getting Goofy. Yeah, no, I don't think that you're going to get past the security on that one. Um, we did get some good news about Universal. Uh, Super Nintendo World is opening at Universal Studios Hollywood on February 17th. And ahead of that opening, um, the pass holders, if you happen to be a Universal Studios Hollywood pass holder, there will be a preview uh, time frame that it'll be running from January 29th through February 11th, 29th, 30th, 31st of January, February 3rd, 4th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th of February. Um, and they're going to have reservations. You can first come, first serve. You can start trying for those reservations on January 5th. Yeah, now... The difference between Universal's and uh, in uh, 
California and Florida is that it's going to be... One's going to be open and one's not? Well, yeah, but no, also, <laughs> they only have the, the Mario segment, right? They don't, right, they're not getting so. Donkey Kong. They only have right now, I think the only ride they're going to have open is the Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. Yeah, but that's what most people are going for, because the Yoshi one's like, eh, it's okay. Right. It's, yeah. So they're going to have that open, but yeah, Epic Universe, when it opens, is going to be a lot bigger and have a yeah. lot more, and I think they're adding the Donkey Kong to, to Japan right now. Yeah, they're... So. Well, they have room, I guess, Epic Universe, they have room, people think they might add... Uh, Zelda. They, well, they think. Oh my gosh, you serious? Yeah, but Pokemon they think is going to go actually in studios. I thought. I, they, I've been the hearing that, or that they're they were talking about rethinking it. it. Yeah. If they did, I mean, Disney's already in trouble. But if they did that, holy crap! They, they're, you know, they need to. So I'm like, but they do say if they have if they have Nintendo spread out throughout multiple parks like they do with Harry Potter, are they going to have like, oh, you got to take the. You know, whatever Mario, Super Mario train thing he had to the other side. Or are you going to use a warp pipe to train? Oh, my God. The warp pipe's a great idea. Go subspace. You get in the subspace bus because Epic Universe is going to be pretty far from – you get in the subspace bus and then you go over to Pokemon or you – something. Poke jet. Poke That'd be car. actually pretty cool. I would I do know. the warp pipe. That sounds fun. Um, same – we're going to still talk about Universal here. Um, Universal also had a bunch of people that were uh, creatives – High up creatives are gone. <laughs> you said they have a bunch of people that are high. High <laughs> up creatives. <laughs> then you left Disney. They, they just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so uh, we have, is it Theory Koo? Koo? I don't know. As Senior Vice President, creative Chief Creative Officer at Universal Creative, Mike Hightower, President of Universal Creative, and Mike Harrington, Vice President of Engineering and Safety at Universal Studios Florida, Girl, all leaving. left at the same time. That's interesting. So this could be, like, this could be a money thing. That's what people think that they're trying um, to get to, to get rid of the higher paid people so that they can save some money. Well, that's what happened at Disney. They think they pushed a lot of Imagineers out at the beginning of the pandemic because those guys cost too much. They cost too much. Mm -hmm. and the people have been around, you know, a while. They've earned more money. That's my favorite thing right there. Oh, right there. That's so a, yeah. we're going to talk about uh, Epcot's International Festival of the Arts. It is coming uh, January. I have it written down here. Oh, sometime in January 13th, I think, through February yeah, 20th. It's usually the middle yeah, of January, January 13th through February 20th. I keep writing about it, but it all blurs together. And we have a list of their outdoor kitchens. I'll let Tom read them because I feel like I'm doing all the talking. That's because okay. I'm the you one are. who wrote all these. You, or you wrote, are. Or didn't write all of them, but I edited them. Yeah, you did. That's okay. Uh, yeah, we've got a picture here of the uh, frangipane cake, which is my favorite thing from Festival of the Arts. Uh, we've got the artist table, American Adventure. Um, they're going to have meatloaf, dumplings, hummingbird cake, and more. I don't know what hummingbird cake is. It's I actually a very, very sweet cake. Okay. Beer and, and wine, of course. Uh, here uh, we've got the Crafts Craftsman Courtyard near Disney Traders. They've got beef wellington and roasted mussels as well as a flavorful beer cocktail. Pretty much assume that they mostly have beer cocktails yes. with them. Deco Delights near Port of Entry. Satisfy your sweet tooth with sleek desserts. Inspired by Art Deco from the gilded glamour of the Roaring Twenties to the bright pastels of Miami Beach. Oh my god, are they going to have Golden Girls cheesecake? <laughs> that would be, actually, that would be smart. They need to they have Golden Girls the, cheesecake. They would sell the crap out of that. It must have something else. Oh god, and you could have I keep like, forgetting them on the family, family channel now. <laughs> The deconstructed dish near the port of entry where you discover your favorite dishes fragmented and presented in a playful way, like a BLT French onion soup and key lime pie. Just kind of kind of all thrown Yeah, but the key lime pie looks pretty cool. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to show you the picture of the, I like key, the lime key lime pie. pie because I can't show the audience a picture, but I can show Tom here the picture that is the key lime pie right there. Okay, that looks like Play-Doh. Yeah, well, it's that, cool, though. It's interesting. It's like a ribbon of pie. 
All right, uh, El Artista Ambriento in Mexico. Fiesta, flavor, weights, delight in classic Mexican fare from savory carne asada to creamy coconut flan. That's okay. Figments Inspiration Station. Oh, wow, Figments. That's a long name. You didn't say it all. Figments Inspiration, Inspiration Station, Station at the Odyssey. Art, food, and little sparks of magic. That's a mouthful. Sweetness. See, I like that they're using the Odyssey again. I do like Fizz that. What? I'm trying to do the first letters. Fizzle waffle. It's, fizzle, it's a fizzle waffle. That's that's something that they would serve. It would be like a purple waffle with like <laughs> pop, rocks. pop rocks on it. Fizzle waffle. There you go. Sweet your day with colorful treats like fruit pizza, rainbow cake, and the popped art. Popped a sugar art. cookie with a fun twist. That's one you can paint the sugar cookie. <laughs> you also find beer. And hard ciders. <laughs> hard cider. If you, you drink those, you have a lot of imagination. Uh, Goshiki in Japan, Japanese culinary arts and delectable dishes and the five colors of Japanese cuisine. Uh, donuts. Sushi donuts. Sushi donuts. Gourmet Landscapes, Canada. They've got, uh, let's see, the finest ingredients that have been farmed and foraged from the land. Enjoy wild mushroom risotto, beet tartare, and more. Yeah, beet tartare. Why is beet tartare? I don't know. Beets are already kind of raw beets. Okay. Raw beets. Let's see here. We've got... uh, Art de la cuisine française. Black winter truffle croissants, warm brie. I hope they don't have cat food again. That was disappointing. I don't know what that was, but it was nasty. It was a uh, pate of some kind, and it, it was, was it was uh, how do you say nine lives in French? <laughs> oh, 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 why'd you ask me? Neuf, neuf vie. That's that's nine lives. <laughs> Nine lives. Nine, 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 nine live. Nine live. No, I don't know. They can't call lives. it nine lives because it's, it's trademark. So they'll just, just go with that. Go with that. Uh, here, Italy. They've got um, a food studio serves up fried mozzarella, ravioli, and more. Okay, the fried mozzarella has me there. I gotta tell uh, you, modern, modern. Your test track. Avant-garde menu items including compressed watermelon. Soft shell crab and more. That's weird. The painted panda in China. They have good stuff. I remember. Uh, General Tso's chicken, char, sweet pork bun, bubble tea, cocktails, of course. Uh, Germany's got the uh, pastoral palate. Pastoral palate. Bavarian. 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 I don't know where that. Where's Bavaria at? (laughs) Bavarian folk art was painted here. Indulge in wild boar. Cassoulet, red wine, braised beef, short rib, and more. I can never pronounce these names because I'm like. It's like, we'll just try our best. Meat, meat, more meat, and beer. <laughs> Basically, Pop meat, Eats. Meat, that's what they should call it. Meat, meat, more meat, and beer. Pop Eats. This is, this, is, uh, this is the one I like. They've got tomato soup with grilled cheese and the almond frange bean cake, which is my favorite thing there. It is Apparently, good, a lot of people it's very like heavy, it. But it's good. It's good. Well, it was very small last time. We it, I was going to mention that. It was much smaller last time. And I think that's Christine McCarthy's doing. Because you don't want to go to Wastelands and make us fatter than we are. Yeah. Tom's too fat. Make the frangipane cake smaller. This is Tangerine Cafe. Morocco. They got grilled kebabs, uh, filo pockets, hard cider. And chai tea mimosa. And, By Bronte uh, and Vivido. Okay. So this is, this is uh, Colombian cuisine inspired by Encanto. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so they have some soup and empanadas Empanada, and chorizo. chorizo. I like chorizo. And then they have the other places like, you know, refreshment ports and funnel cake. and stuff like that. Which has funnel cake. We don't have the actual menus yet, but they're pretty much telling you. So this is like ahead of it. We know that. Um, we also know they are going to do the wonderful walk of colorful cuisine again. And what that is is when you get your um, the little booklets when you come into Epcot. 
and they have the uh, they have the uh, passports yeah. for the for the event. You take your passport, and then you have there's seven options in the book that you can go get stamped. Only have to have five of them, and after you get five of them, you get to you get to turn it in for like a cookie reward. <laughs> so the choices that you'll have for those five items. Here's the seven items that you'll get to choose from. Um, gourmet landscapes, you'll get a red stamp. You have to try the blood orange braised beef tartare or beet tartare. Beet tartare with mustard vinaigrette, pickled clamshell mushrooms, and golden beets. Actually sounds kind of good. Uh, modern, you get an orange stamp, which is pan-seared scallops with vanilla butternut squash puree, brown butter cauliflower puree, and lime foam. Lime foam? I don't know. What, what makes is me- lime foam? That Vibrante and Vivido or whatever yeah, it is. Yellow stamp. Chorizo and potato empanada with turmeric aioli and annatto aioli. Um, I don't speak these words. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, a lot of times I go, I go to these festivals and I just kind of point at the sign. I'm like, that one. Can you yeah. call it like a number four? Yeah, that's that's what I want. The deconstructed dish. You get a green stamp. And you can get the deconstructed key lime pie, which is flexible key lime curd. It looks like Play-Doh. It looks like a Play-Doh came out of the machine. And it the- kind of does. Key lime mousse, graham cracker cake, and meringues. Deco Delights, the blue stamp. You get orange mousse with lemon cake and raspberry meringues. Pop Neither eats. one of those are blue, by the way. Pop Eats Indigo Stamp. Almond French Pink Cake layered with raspberry jam and Belgian chocolate, with chocolate which we recommend. Yes. And then Seven is a Figment's Inspiration Station at the Odyssey Art Food and Little Sparks of Magic. It's a violet stamp. Because Figment. Right. And you get yes. the you get the pop tart sugar cookie with blueberry fudge. Okay, that's the pop tart. Yeah, the pop tart. Pop tart. Yes, pop tart. Pop tart. They can't call it a pop tart okay, because I'll say the Kellogg's. Time. The, well, it's popped art. That's very that's some very clever wording, Disney. I'm gonna start I'm gonna offer something called D I Z N E Y Disney. And it's spelled Disney. Disney, and it's it's spelled differently, so you can't sue me. This is how they get around the Kellogg's there you go. lawsuit. So there. basically, what you do is you get five stamps, and you go to Deco Delights, and you get your free artist palette cookie. Um, Roundup Rodeo, the new Roundup Rodeo barbecue. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's coming, but now it's pushed back until spring of 2023 because they keep pushing it back. And they get some money. So, yeah, it. so we know it's coming. Um, it's actually kind of cute. They yeah. worked with Imagineering and with a Pixar to make it look like it's, you know, in, uh, made out of toys like the rest of the area over in Toy Story Land. Um, they're going to be opening soon. They have some pictures of what it looks like inside. Will they have seats? Can you actually sit down? Will they have shade? I'm sure they will have seats. Will the toilets be full-sized? But the toilets aren't full-sized. Oh, obviously, you haven't been to the men's room. No. <laughs> they're, they're children's urinals in the men's room. Oh, and it's an idea that I guess sounded good on paper, but the reality is, is people are tall and people are drunk and there's pee all over the place. Oh, and plus little kids don't always aim very well. No. Little kids, it's a little wink, it's little kids who aren't aiming well. Yeah, it's drunk adults that are just all over the place. <laughs> I mean, all over the place. It's a small world after all. There's a snake on my boots. <laughs> Gosh, whiz. No, yeah, so it's not a very good idea. It really was not a good idea. So do you get the women's uh, restroom? Do you have, like, like, like little tiny toilets? Like, no. They do, like, the Japanese-style toilets where you just, like, squat on the floor? No, okay, we don't good. have that. Good. The Why did they give us tiny toilets in Toy Story Land? I don't know. Why don't they give guys doors on the bathrooms? That's I mean, I, I always feel bad for men because— It's awkward. I don't under, I mean, I wouldn't want to, you know, go in there and be like, oh, you know, the— Something I ate's hitting me wrong, so I will let the door open. 
while I make a lot of weird noises. And well, we do have doors on the the number two, but the number one oh, area is just a lot the, of times you don't even have doors on number two. Oh, well. not Disney necessarily. Cause I don't I don't go into the men's rooms at Disney. I, I, <laughs> I made that mistake that's, once. That's so in that list of, of prohibited behaviors. Right, yes. right. Um, but no, they like the men's. I don't understand. I don't know where this came from. Basically, they just decided at some point in time that men were okay just standing up in line and just letting it all hang out in front of each other to pee. I don't understand who decided that was okay, but I think it's weird. Mm-hmm. I usually make sure I'm all the way like at the end because I don't want other people. Sneaking I think this might be why why our son, because um, he has anxiety issues, why he doesn't ever want to use the public restroom, wants to use the uh, the, the private bathroom. Yeah. Probably. It's, it's a little weird to have strangers take a peek. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a little weird. I mean, and he can use those restrooms because he legitimately has a reason. But still. Yeah. So anyway, um, speaking of people taking a, a whiz on things, let's talk about Ryan Johnson, the Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> so Ryan Johnson is still... Still campaigning for another Star Wars film. He was supposed to get a Star Wars trilogy. He's the one who did Last Jedi, which I think many argue. Well, no, there's not arguing. You can pretty much trace back the decline of Star Wars and when the fandom got split to The Last Jedi. Whether you like The Last Jedi or don't like The Last Jedi is is not what I'm talking about. You're allowed to like it. You're allowed not to like it. But the, the fracturing of the fandom can be pretty much... Trace back to that film. The the tanking of the sales, the decline in the following uh, movie, um, the box office. Solo took a massive hit at the box office. Rise of Skywalker did a fraction of what. Well, Rise Jedi of Skywalker did. managed to tick off everyone. Yeah, it just made everybody mad. It's like you didn't make this better. You actually somehow made everything worse. Well, you know? people that already had left because they were mad about Last Jedi, they already lost them. And then in a quest to try to get them back, they tried to double down on the Force Awakens, which turned off all the Last Jedi people, and then no one was happy. So uh, in an interview, he had said that it wouldn't be the end of the world for anyone, I think, as if he did not get his movie. But I would be sad. I love the world. I love the people. I love Star Wars fans. This before or after he was calling them all man babies. <laughs> I love the passion of how they engage in it. Oh, you mean when you kept telling they were acting like imbecilic men ch- children like that? There's nothing like telling a story in this world and then experiencing people truly connecting to it and letting you know that. So basically when you're talking to fans, you love the fans that like your, your stuff. Yep. The fans that like my movie are the true passionate fans. Yeah, don't give him a movie. Um, he already did enough damage. Uh, speaking of doing damage, uh, we've talked before about the Indiana Jones <laughs> movie and what the rumor is. Um, now we're hearing that uh, they are reshooting. Rumor that they are reshooting the ending. Oh, okay. The the rumored ending. Spoiler alert: the rumored ending was that Indiana Jones dies and basically via time travel and then passes the mantle on to uh, what's her name that plays Fleabag. Um, uh, Waller Bridge, whatever her name is, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Phoebe yeah. Waller Bridge, yeah. And 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 she goes back in time because you know time travel, and then she does all the stuff that Indiana Jones would have done, effectively erasing him from history. Right. That was the rumor. Again, <laughs> yeah, this is rumor. God, that's not what's going to happen. Apparently, that you know, even though the director said that was not what happened, um, if if this rumor is true, it might it might have been true because now they're allegedly reshooting the ending. Uh, because people aren't going to like that. So they had that going on. And the last thing we're going to talk about is, it's all tying together, is Star Wars Skeleton Crew is going to probably, it's possibly going to be delayed because it's facing uh, setbacks. It was supposed to be out, it's going to be out next year either way, I think. But instead of being early in the year, it might be later in the year because um, 
there have been some production issues. And I guess it's gotten so bad that some of the crew are like, we'll never work on a Star Wars movie again. Oh, my God. Um, th- this movie's supposed to be like Goonies. Uh, it's like a field trip that go- has gone wrong. And it's uh, Jude Law is going to be in it. He's supposed to be the teacher character, allegedly. But they said... Um, Here's what the I like Jude Law. I like Jude Law too. Over the past few months, the production for Star Wars Skeleton Crew has been a rough one by most accounts. I've heard many stories of crew members leaving and crew members coming aboard to replace people who left the production. Some are so frustrated they claim they will not come back to work on a Star Wars project again. Oh my God. Well, Which is not good. We're hearing a lot of that though. But hey, Ryan Johnson will come back. They can get Ryan Johnson back, and he'll he'll. He'll take your notes, throw them out the window, and make his yeah. own divisive movie, and then say he's doing you a favor. <laughs> and if you don't like it, you're a man baby. You're a man baby. And like an imbecilic toddler. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, it's Lucasfilm's just – the utter state of Lucasfilm is – it's a disaster right now. And there, there are rumors, rumors again, rumors that uh, you know Kathleen Kennedy is going to get gone after some one way or another after Indiana Jones 5. A lot of media outlets running with this now it was just – a rumor perpetuated by YouTubers for the longest time, but now it does seem like more people are coming out and saying, yeah, this probably is going to happen. I mean, that's why they reshoot in the end so that she doesn't get removed. I, I don't know. Um, I just, I, at this point, honestly, between this and what I'm seeing of Willow and also, like, I have no interest in anything from Lucasfilm. I, I just don't. I don't have any faith in anything. They I watched the first two episodes of Willow and I'm just like, I don't know if I want to nah. watch it anymore. I don't really care. Um, so to sum up everything, uh, we have the C-suite of Disney was like a CW drama. Yes. Uh, Super Nintendo World is coming on February 17th at uh, Universal Studios Florida. Uh, people, But that's okay. But Universal Creative uh, higher-ups got like left for no reason. The Festival of the Arts is coming to Epcot from January 13th to February 20th. They have a lot of delicious-sounding food that some of we can't pronounce. The Roundup Rodeo Barbecue is being pushed back to late to spring 2023. Uh, then we have Ryan Johnson going to be sad if he doesn't get his movie, but a lot of people are sad that he got a movie last time. Um, Indiana Jones may be having a reshoot of their possible rumored ending, so it's a rumor about a rumor, um, which is really weird. Wouldn't that kind of cancel each other out and make it sound like it's legit? And uh, Disney's Star Wars Skeleton Crew is probably going to be maybe pushed back later because they had production issues. All right. Well, that sounds... It was a long... That was a long... Podcast. There was podcast. a lot to cover. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to wrap this one up. I yeah. Think. So make sure you subscribe to us wherever you found this podcast. We're going to do some some stuff to try to promote it again. People, I think, forgot we existed. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up. Yep. Okay. Please subscribe. We'll talk to you later. Bye.